Hello and welcome to This Week in Marvel. My name is Ben Morse. I'm the Editorial Director of Digital Media here at Marvel. Well, not here at Marvel, because we're actually on location. I'm not going to reveal where we are. Top secret location, but I am joined by... Maggie Klementova. And Assistant Editor Tucker Marcus. And we've got with us the man behind the magic of LEGO Marvel Super Heroes 2, Arthur Parsons. How are you doing, sir? Uh, very good in my top secret location. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we had to come to you in this top secret location. It makes It's very nice. We have a good view of the city. I'm not going to say where we are, but you're, uh, you know how to live it up. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's cool. It's always good to come to New York yeah. um, and uh, super exciting. I should have come to you, though, really, maybe. Next time. Yeah. Have you ever come to us before? No, believe it or not, in no. all the times I've come to New York, I've never come to your office. You've got to come see it. It's pretty cool. Uh, I shall take you up on that. Make a deal. All right, so Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, huge game, uh, very dynamic, a lot of stuff going on. First question I have is, how do you top Lego Marvel Super Heroes 1, which was just an immensely incredible game? That's actually the first thing we wrote down um, when we started uh, planning Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, was what can we do to make sure this game is better than the first game? Mm -hmm. um, so from the ground up, we had to go and change everything. Um, so everything from redoing the customizer, so it's not just you know giving yourself Mjolnir and you get Thor's powers. Mm. Now you can customize everything. So mm. you can have one hand be a repulsor beam, one hand be a laser beam. You can have the Eye of Agamotto, a pennant stare. Um, you can you know tint colors of things, and then that carries through everything. So the grids changed for how free play works. The roster's um, far more dynamic than before. The story's now non-linear. It's mm. a branching story. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's super cool. That's really um, cool. We actually got uh, Kurt Busiek involved in yes. the writing of the story, so we decided to up the ante on the story. Um, and we just thought we'd make the biggest open world we've ever made. So, um, so yeah, we were pretty busy in the early stages. Kang, the Conqueror. Yeah. That's a big part of the story, if I am correct. As we know, we're in this top secret location. There's a lot of secrets involved in the game. But can you talk about that? Can you talk about the decision to have him be the kind of animating influence behind so much of what's going on in the game? Yeah, so people who have played the first game know that, that they saved the world. Um, so in order to up the ante, we needed to effectively save the universe. But we didn't want to save the universe against kind of just any old bad guy. Um, Kang's probably, um, if not my, yeah, he probably is my favorite bad oh, guy. Cool. Um, probably more because of the way he holds himself. Um, he, yeah, he's from the 40th century. He's got all this cool technology, um, but he doesn't just come in and just vaporize everyone. He comes in and he takes the battle to the Avengers or whoever he's fighting in their prime goes toe-to-toe, -to -toe and, and it's kind of a winner-takes-all. So he's not afraid to fight. He's like, he's so cool that he'll just go and, and just come and, I'm gonna, I wanna fight you all when you're the best of the best of the best, and I'm gonna prove that I'm even better. Um, and he's like really underused. Um, mm. I think he's kind of one of the villains that, you know, maybe one day will get his time on the big screen, um, but he's so cool. And not only that, it allows us the ability to bring into the game not only um, you know normal Marvel, but we can go 2099, we can go noir, we can go pretty much anywhere. So we've now got a game where you can be running through Fisk Tower, um, you know, in noir, and alongside you, you've got Spider-Man noir, you know, 
everyday 616 Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Gwen, and they're all kind of going like, who, who are you? Why are you here? You know, uh, do I know you? Um, and that works across so many characters. You know, we've got multiple versions of Hulk, multiple versions of Cap, you know, and, and that's where the fun and the humor comes in when you're just bouncing around like, you know, Wild West Cap with Future Cap and, you know, the other characters are just looking on going, what is this? What, why is this occurring? And all the time there's this big bad in the background that's kind of just trying to rule over the entire Marvel Universe. It's, it's an exciting thing. And Kang Dynasty is one of my favorite comic book stories. Yeah. Um, so that and um, Avengers Forever actually inspired uh, the story, for, and hence why we got Kurt's involved, yeah. uh, involvement. Awesome. So you were actually talking that Kang the Conqueror is your favorite character. What about, or villain rather, what about the superheroes? There's some great team-ups in the game. Is there anything that you really stands out to you in terms of that? That is such, in this game especially, it's <laughs> such a difficult question. Um, Sorry. You know, when we're playing the story, um, Kamala Khan is the funniest character, and she kind of holds everything together. Um, but alongside that, you've got, like, She-Hulk, who's just constantly furious at everybody. <laughs> um, you know, you, you've obviously got Iron Man and, and, and Ant-Man and Thor and, and, you know, everyone else. They're all doing their thing. So the core story's got 38 characters, but, but my favorites are always the, the kind of more peripheral characters. And in the game, we've got Spider-Ham, because oh, wow. I kind of had to go there. Had to. Um, we had Howard the Duck in the first game, so yep. we brought Howard back, and this time he can transform into the Iron Duck. Yes. Which yes, is super cool. It's um, very cool. You know, I, I, Inhumans are about to become mainstream and huge. Sure. Um, but at the time when we were kind of planning, um, we were like, yeah, we've got to have Lockjaw because we've got Cosmo. Mm -hmm. And I love the quirky animal characters. Um, so there's so many good characters. But I think one of the, 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 the most far out is Forbush Man. Yes. Um, and people are going to be like, who's this? Yes. Um, we even Absolutely. have a little joke in the game about it. When Gwen Paul's going through the, the narrative for that story, she's yeah. like, Forbush Man, really? <laughs> who's this guy? And then you hear like flicking through comic books and it's like, nobody knows this guy. So... <laughs> Um, but it's cool. It's cool to bring like really current day characters, you know, retro classic characters, and then the, the obscure and quirky. Yeah. It's, it's great fun. Making a game like this is such a big undertaking, and you had one to work off of, two to work off of. You you made the original Marvel superheroes, and also the Avengers game that came out. What lessons did you learn from making those first two games that you applied to the second game? What did you What did you learn and uh, kind of get going with? There, there are so many things that we learn, um, <laughs> you know, and, and they can be learnings that are that are really quite quite simple. Like um, we have an awful lot of people get in touch with us on social media when they play the games, and they'll be like, "Yeah, this is really cool," and "Yeah, I know Iron Man," and and you know, I know Thor and, and these characters, but I don't know anything about these other characters you put in the game. You know, how can how how can you sort of like help us learn about these characters? Mm -hmm. So so this game actually has. Um, on the free play grid it's like baseball cards oh, cool. so you click a character and then you can flip the card over and on the back it'll give you information about what abilities they've got a little bit of a bio on them it'll tell you the comic that they first appeared in so people nice. can go and reference it so there's learnings like that um, but then there's also learnings where um, maybe you think something's really cool when you're making it 
and then the game comes out and people play it and it's like ah oh, yeah maybe we could have you know made that a little bit better or tuned this or adjusted that um so i think it's it's a really good um experience releasing a game uh you know everyone seemed to love lego marvel superheroes mm-hmm. which was great but then there are also things to learn from that because because people get in touch with us and go, oh, this is really great however could you do this next time right. or could you do that or could you maybe refine the way that the, the flying is handled mm-hmm. or could you make um, vehicles easier to access mm-hmm. or could you make it easier to unlock characters? Mm-hmm. Um, people had real difficulty unlocking a couple of characters in the first Lego Marvel Superheroes and you know, we've put a lot of work into making sure you know, the characters that people are going to really want, you know, like Gwenpool, are, are kind of easily to you know, It's not going to be 100% before you unlock her, put it that way. Um, so lots of things to learn, but um, you know, really, it's just it's it's that sort of you know due diligence that we do. You know, we watch every movie repeatedly, every TV show, uh, we read every comic. Hard um, work. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's not just myself and the designers. We get everybody to get involved. Mm-hmm. So even people that are on the team that may not be hugely into comics, which believe it or not, there are wow. people like that. Um, we give them kind of like a reading list. So they'll read the Kang Dynasty, they'll read Avengers Forever, they'll, they'll kind of read things that are current. Um, you know, we had to get people reading um, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl and mm-hmm. also um, Gwenpool mm-hmm. because th- there's some content around those comics. Um, so we just have to do our research. That's, that's, I think, the thing that we've learned more than anything is that we need to know our stuff better than, than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do that and you make something fun, then everyone else will enjoy it. Can you talk? You mentioned the the open the open world. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the various uh, gameplay modes uh, that we can expect? Yeah. So, um, like I said about Lego Marvel Super, as you'll know, um, that open world was Manhattan. Um, this time round, um, when you first play the game, you actually um, because it kind of links to the first game. For those that have played it, they'll they'll notice that. If you haven't, don't worry. Um, but you start and you, you're in Xandar. You then go to Manhattan um, to basically alert everyone that there's something bad going on. Um, at that point, when you go outside Avengers Mansion, you don't actually realize what's out there. There's kind of this wibbly wobbly force field, and and this like the Chrono Pylons have basically ripped Manhattan. You don't know this yet, and and placed it in Chronopolis. Um, but very quickly, it's revealed that there's there's this huge city that Kang's created that's got you know ancient Egypt, Saqqara, Atalan, Lumeria, um, Asgard. You know three versions of Manhattan. Mm. Um, um, medieval England as well, so because you, you can't not have medieval England in there. Um, so there's like 18 locations. You know, there's there's the mountains of Kunlun. There's so much stuff, and that's suddenly revealed to the player, and it's like, wow, this is like incredible. And so while you're going on this journey, and you get to you know play different groups that are going on different sort of adventures to um, collect um, all sorts of nexus fragments, and you know try and track down the Forever Crystal and some other cool stuff. While you're doing all of that. You get sidetracked the whole time. Um, you, you'll find a secret entrance to a Gwenpool bonus room, or you'll go off, and then you'll suddenly find that you're doing a quest for someone um, that's that's going to send you on some wacky adventure. Um, so I think it's it's something that people are going to really enjoy exploring. 
because there's so much to explore. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you'll go and see that there's there's a huge bit of ocean, um, and if you just dip your head under, there's all of a sudden there's this beautiful underwater city of Lumeria, um, where Atuma and his guys live, and um, it's it's great. I can't wait for people to see it. I think that's going to be the, the the kind of ultimate test when people actually get their hands on and and then they uh, they message us on their social media. <laughs> So thanks for talking about the world building. That's one of my favorite parts of the Lego games. Another thing is that I really love is kind of how you blend, you know, these darker sometimes characters that are chosen with the levity of that kind of universe with Lego and such. How do you balance that? That's that's kind of a, a tricky one. Um, we 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 look at each character, um, and I think like the roster's gone over two hundred now in this game. Um, but we'll sit, and, and there's people on my team whose job it is to, to look at the character and kind of distill that character down to the cool bits of, of, of what makes that character great. You know, what do they do? What are they known for? Um, what crazy antics do they get up to? Um, and, and yeah, sometimes there's characters that they're pretty dark um, and they're pretty menacing. And so we have to kind of try and put a, a lighter spin on things. Um, you know, we're never going to shy away from the fact that someone might actually be pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've obviously got uh, you know, Venom in the game. Venom's not a nice character. Um, mm-hmm. But you can treat that in a way that he can be mean and menacing, but he's still kind of, you know, PG-13 mm-hmm. um, and, and kid-friendly. So I think, you know, it's just all down to that, that research and making sure that, that when someone plays a character, they they're sort of like going, yeah, this is great. I wish the character would do. And then as they do, uh, you know, the thing that they want it to do happens, you know. Um, you know, I, I wish I could, you know, put the awesome mixtape on a Star-Lord and listen to Mr. Blue Sky. And then the next thing, that's what's happening. It's, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing um, where it pays off. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's good to have the, uh, the nasty in there as well. Um, and the little bit of, you know, scare factor. We've got a great level. Um, in fact, there's, there's two scary levels. There's one... Um, that involves the humans, but there's there's a, a pretty scary level where you come across um, venom, and you also come across carnage, and it's mm. like, what's going on here? Um, and then there's this goblin, uh, future goblin, goblin twenty nine nines in there, um, and he just kind of gets off and goes, wow, this is this is going above me because he's been experimenting on the two symbiotes. They combine to create Carnum, who's this super menacing, quirky, weird character. And as you're fighting him, he actually then transforms to Karnam Max, which is mm. super scary. Um, <laughs> but the great thing is we've got characters like Kamala Khan that can kind of irreverently almost like nod to the player mm. and go, oh, this is pretty scary, but it's okay because you know, we're going to take care of it. And <laughs> it's how you handle it. Um, but it's, it's good fun to, to mess with these characters. What can LEGO games do that no other games do? What makes LEGO games unique amongst all the games that are out there? I think we get a completely um, free license to poke fun at things. Mm. Um, you know, our games are, we have kind of a core DNA with our games of, you know, first and foremost, it's got to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple of other things. But the fun factor is the most important. And then that's how we get away with all the things that we do. That's mm-hmm. how we get away with the characters saying the things they do. Um, how we get away with the kind of interplay you know we don't need our characters to always be adopting you know a, a you know a specific style that they're known for we can kind of poke fun at that mm. and and you know that i think is is where we have free reign whereas other games may not have that 
you know, our games are all about humor and fun. So we can poke fun at, at pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when people play this game, they're going to very quickly see that. Um, and, and it's the kind of humor that, that the Guardians movies have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, it, it's really, really nice and fun mm-hmm. and exciting, but at the same time, super dramatic. Um, like Guardians 2, Drax was the star of the show for me in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we kind of get to do that, but with all 200 characters. <laughs> so, you know, you might have the, the, the serious Thor who stood there being, you know, all noble and Asgardian, but everyone else is just kind of like, really? Come on, dude, you're not you know, in Asgard anymore. Mm-hmm. There's, there's this you know, big bad guy here we've got to take care of, and you're kind of prancing around with a hammer. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's that that you can do while still treating him with the respect that he, he kind of deserves. Uh, this game coming out on PS4, Xbox One, uh, um, Microsoft Windows, and Nintendo Switch, correct? Can you talk about what those various next-gen consoles and everything, what do they allow you to do with this game uh, that's, that's new, that's different uh, than, ever, than, than certainly uh, uh, the first game, at least? Yeah, that, it, you know, obviously the fact that, that we are um, not, on PS3 and 360 anymore means that we can instantly throw more at the screen, mm-hmm. so more effects, more bad guys, more polygons, you know, better lighting, better visuals. So the the actual fidelity of the game just cranks right up straight away. Um, but we can also do things like Chronopolis. We couldn't have created Chronopolis um, had we had like to still be supporting mm-hmm. PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 mm-hmm. and 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 Wii U older platforms. It would just, it's not feasible, um, the things that we're doing. And the same with the way we've changed the customizer, the way that we're um, kind of advancing stuff to make loading slicker and more streamlined. Um, having a, a fully 3D map that is, is completely live, we just would not have been able to do that. Um, so, you know, it, it's great that almost the shackles are off a little bit and, and you can just go, right, we're not held back by anything, let's just do everything. Um, but then some of these machines also allow even cooler stuff. So I'm a huge Switch fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just was like, this machine lets me play real big boy console games mm. when I'm sat on a plane. Mm. You know, that's it, I'm in. Um, but then I found very quickly that um, playing in multiplayer, there weren't many games that allowed me to play without having a second controller. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the, like, the get-go with the Switch, it was like, right, this game, Lego Marvel Super 2, has to be able to be played. I've bought a Switch, I've bought the game, and I can play it in two-player, one Joy-Con each. Um, so we managed to get that working, which is cool. I think we were probably one of the few games that's a full-blown console game that's d- that does that. Obviously, Mario Kart does, but it's not like an action-adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, but each kind of platform has its its own individual quirks, um, and I love it. Yeah, We've got um, characters in the game that can take selfies which you might think, like, that's a bit weird. But <laughs> we did test it. I tested it with my kids. I tested it with other people's kids, and they did find it funny. It's nice. still cool to take selfies, apparently. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, you know, you, you, you're there messing around, and then in the middle of a boss fight, you can just get Gwenpool. She takes a camera out, takes a selfie, and you can obviously then use the uh, consoles to just, you know, share them um, socially. And I think that's a really cool thing. Um, we've got more VO than ever before, I think because I, I, I got a bit of a wrist slap because I, I let everyone write too much stuff. I, th- <laughs> I think there's something like four times as much voice work in this game as than in the first one. Um, 
But that's what adds to it. You're running around and you hear weird things going off and you know, everyone wants to hear characters talking and, and you know, the, the banter that they have is great. We've got a, a, a level in the Old West where um, everything's quite serious and, and you know, this is, this is Wild West Marvel and you know, there's Kid Colt and, and, and the Rawhide Kid and it's really cool. And then you go into uh, the saloon and um, you, know, you bump into a couple of characters and then all of a sudden the sheriff appears for the sheriff's Modoc, and <laughs> it's just the craziest thing, um, or one of the craziest things I think we've ever come up with. And it's great. It's great to just have fun, but that wouldn't work unless Modoc was like screaming at you. You know, it's like I'm the sheriff. And it's just, it's really good. It's, it's. I, I, I really can't wait for people to play it. It's, you know, it's been a very, very long process this game because we actually. Um, thinking about this when we did the first game mm. and so our post credits um, from the first game um, you've, you've just beaten the game and then Star-Lord and the Guardians turned up, this was before the Guardians were cool as well, yeah. um, they kind of turned up and, and, and it's sort of Nick Fury's like what are you here for, you know it's, it's taken you know, care of and Star-Lord's like nope that's not why we're here there's something else mm-hmm. and then we just we left it mm-hmm. um, and um, that's because we wanted to, to do this. And that's why you start as the Guardians. There's actually, at the end of level one, between level one and two, um, there's kind of that scene replays itself, just so people go, ah, right, okay, now it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if no one's, you know, if people are playing it and they haven't played the first game, they'll just think it's cool anyway. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, there's a little nod, and, and again, there's a little post-credits tease at the end of this game. Nice, mm-hmm. like that. So I actually really loved the tease at the end of the first game. Is there anything that you can kind of tease about this game that is coming out in two months? Anything that the fans can really get pumped for in this game besides, you know, the things you've already yeah. spoken about? <laughs> um, yeah, there's, so there's obviously loads and loads of cool stuff that's, that's in the game. Um, but now that we're kind of just, you know, finishing, we're pretty much done on the game. We're now starting work on some really super secret, exciting season pass content. Um, because believe it or not, doing two hundred plus characters, some people want more. Yeah, um, not yeah. so um, yeah, we we've got a couple of character packs that are going to be out at, at, at launch, just um, so that there's you know stuff in the season pass straight away. Um, so we announced that there's a um, retro Guardians pack. So this is like. Guardians before you know Star Lord and the Guardians, and you know that's a really cool pack. Um, there's also um, an out of time pack, which is some weird, quirky versions of characters that people won't know, which is super, super cool and exciting. Mm. Um, an Agents of Atlas pack, which I'm really yeah. excited about. Yeah, totally um, and then the packs that are coming, I think the only ones I can talk about. <laughs> Because there's 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 a few. Yeah. We've got a, a, a movie inspired Black Panther um, yes. level pack. We've got a Guardians of the Galaxy two level pack, which mm. is really cool. Um, an Infinity War pack, and also um, there is an Ant Man and Wasp pack. Oh wow! And then there's two packs that I am sworn to secrecy about. Okay. Because um, they are super secret, but they are not movie inspired, so they are mm. really cool as well. But I think. Anyone that likes anything in Marvel, whether it's like six-year-old Billy who's got a, a Spider-Man duvet and pajama set, <laughs> and that's the extent of his Marvel knowledge, or whether it's you know someone that knows everything about everything, um, they'll love the game because it, it's. We said it with the first uh, Lego Marvel superiors. It, it's kind of us just outpouring everything we love about Marvel. Mm. 
this is the follow-up to that um, and we have done everything we can to better ourselves which um, you know we have to do that to make sure that, that the game's as good as it can be so come November the 14th I hope everyone loves it final question put you on the spot you got 200 characters who is your favorite new addition out of all the uh, guys you brought in favorite new addition yes ah okay right so that's the one favorite new addition I think it has to be, without a shadow of a doubt, Cosmo. Hmm. Now, the reason being, um, I, I'm a big Cosmo fan from when I read the Guardians comics, um, but there's a bit in the story where, because Chronopolis is in limbo, it's out of time, it's out of the Marvel Universe, um, out of all the different Marvel Universes, um, the, the, the heroes are in trouble. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're, they're fighting Cam, but they're re- they are really in trouble at, at various stages of, of uh, the game. Um, they get a radio signal from uh, Cosmo, who's you know operating from nowhere, um, and, and it sounds really funny. Um, so I won't do an impression, but it, it's great. It's great voice work. Anyway, so so you know, Avengers Mansion gets this broken like signal, which is already kind of in broken English anyway. Um, so telepathic radio waves from um, from Cosmo, and and then you get to bring nowhere into Chronopolis. Nice. And it's so cool. I think it's made more cool because you actually bring something else in by accident and then nowhere comes in. So there's something else I can't say because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Hmm. But that's all kind of directed by Cosmo. So he's super, super cool and and one of my favorites. But on the other side, I've got to quickly say, um, Jameson is also my favorite Hmm. because in order, it's a timey-wimey sort of story and we want to make sure people don't get confused. So as you're playing level to level, and this story's unfolding and it's great. Um, Jameson runs Kang News. Hmm. And so he's there in Chronopolis reporting on what's going on. And it, it kind of just gives you a little bit of a, a summary and a recap, but in a way that only Jameson can. <laughs> um, and I think no one's actually seen any of that yet. And I think when people see that, they're actually, they're actually probably the funniest bits because yes. only he can deliver lines uh, in the way that Jameson does. And obviously everything always revolves around that cursed spider-man so, um, so yeah it's great it's, it's really good any last things any last thoughts you want to leave us with before we uh, let you go here um i think i think the only thing i would say is um make sure like on november the 14th you you if you're scratching around and you're not sure you know what you want to do or what you want to play um give the game a try and if if you can prior to the game coming out um you know if you're in new york come to new york comic-con Come and play the game. Um, come and see us. Have some real good times because I think uh, I'm pretty sure that we've got some crazy stuff lined up um, during uh, New York Comic Con um, or any other events because people are going to be listening to this from all around the world. So mm-hmm. we're going to be getting the game out in people's hands um, as much as we can and you know, go and pre-order it because there's a really cool deluxe edition with a giant man minifig, um, uh, early access to think the classic guardians so and you get to see where the, the guardians of the galaxy came from yeah. um so yeah just you know get your hands on the game and get playing lego marvel superheroes one until it comes mm-hmm. <laughs> get prepared yeah so one last thing where can people find you online um i can be found online on twitter uh at arthur underscore parsons uh and instagram but i can't remember my instagram name i think hmm. it might be uh at arthur P8, but I, I'm a regular on Twitter, and that's the best place there to find go. me that's and it. ask me crazy questions. Cool. Thanks so much, Arthur. We're really excited for uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes too. This is Marvel, your universe. 
Okay, guys, before we go, we are have something very special for you. We have a special audio preview of Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, and you might just hear a familiar voice, so please enjoy and be sure to pick up Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 this November. Yourself, Quill. Let's just get out of this pigsty and make it to the airlock. Pigsty? I do not see any pigs. Think you can take a break from crashing my ship and open this hatch for us, please? What? It's not already open? Must be jammed or something. Great. We'll need to use the emergency manual override I told you guys about. Star-Lord. Legendary outlaw. Genius plan into action. 